When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. If you lost Survivor and you're feeling down, David and Jessica will turn it around. They'll break down the rules and they'll show you how You played yourself and got voted out This is why Blank lost And this is why Blank lost Oh baby, this is why Blank lost Welcome back to Why Blank Lost. I'm David Bloomberg. And I'm saddened to say that I have to begin this podcast by telling my co-host, Jessica, you're right. I was so right. Oh, my gosh. How much fun. Now, I just I'm going to preface this by saying fun. Yeah. but Yeah. Lindsay, love you. So sorry that you went home. But finally, the butterfly effect didn't happen. Like I picked someone and it actually happened. She she went home, sadly. But I will be gloating just a little bit. Not because Lindsay is gone. Love Lindsay. But because I actually got one right. Yeah. I, and it's, I feel like I'm in. I'm on. A, I'm going to be on a streak. I feel like. Oh, Lord. Uh, I, I mean, it's it's not that I hate you being right, though. I don't love it. You I, hate I it. just hate that you were right about Lindsay being voted out. I, I wanted know. her to go much further. And I thought she would. <laughs> And I think everyone thought she would. Now, I know when we discussed her at the beginning, there there was something about her that we were both a little concerned with. And and I I talked more about it, I think, mm-hmm. than you did. I couldn't really put my finger on it, but I was I was worried. I was hoping that she was going to do well. You had her very high up on your on your mm-hmm. choices. And I wanted her to to go far, but I was like, I I feel like there's something that might be off. Like there might be something amiss. And well, here we are. 
Something yeah. was definitely a mess. Yeah. Yes. 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 So. <laughs> and poor David Bloomberg had to revamp everything. Yes, I did. I did. Because, you know, I, I mean, although you predicted this outcome, mm. you really didn't see a lot to explain, you know, yeah. on TV besides the basic quote unquote paranoia storyline. Right. Mm-hmm. But hey, that's where we come in, right? That's job mm-hmm. security. Uh, to figure it all out, we will follow our path of comparing Lindsay's game to the rules for winning that I originally wrote way back after season one, which she was watching, mm-hmm. and have been updating ever since. Uh, as always, we'll look at the non-spoiler information available to us from what we saw on TV, interviews, Social media, interviews, secret scene, interviews, and uh, we'll- Interviews? Did you say interviews? Yeah, I might have mentioned interviews because that that uh, definitely flipped things on, uh, on their head there. It did. I will say that oftentimes when we read the interviews, it's not as revealing as the ones that Lindsay provided to us. I think- we end up seeing so much more mm-hmm. relative to you know, the edit and what we're hearing. And we're like, oh, that makes sense. It drives what we saw over here. Right. And this was like, what happened? And we were right. all very curious. And so she definitely helped clear the air with right. that. Right. Now, before we get to the rules and discussions, interviews, uh, we. And, we me, and, and you what? I'm sorry. I didn't me, hear that. Me, right. Oh, I'm sorry. Your microphone must not have picked mm-hmm. that up. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Uh, but before we get to the rules, uh, we have things to talk about. Uh, surprisingly, this week, I don't have anything about advantages or beads. Uh, Nothing. I, yeah. It was uh, a bead-free, advantage-free Wednesday. Yes. So nice. That, that was mm-hmm. one good part about the episode, I guess. Uh <laughs> But another thing that we don't have anything about is follow up on the previous Vessi vote regarding how Jesse and Cody convinced Noelle that she really was safe. There was just a whole lot of fist bumping, like, hey, thanks. I love you guys. Right. And that was kind of it. And Cody, you know, listing off the lyrics to a country song, you know, I feel like I lost my beer, my pizza, my girl. My vote, my Flint. Um, you you know. gotta love that guy. Yeah. Um, but but can we just say we need to say this? This was a very heavy Cody episode. Yes, yes. It was almost a all my Cody. Almost all my notes pre-rules are Vessi Cody, Vessi Cody, Cody, right. Cody. It was um, so much Cody. I was yes. like, what is happening? This is like the title should have been Cody. Yeah. <laughs> Because that's what we saw. Yeah. So much Cody. Yeah. But, you know, getting back to to NECA and or rather Noel, um, you know, them convincing Noel. Uh, it was funny because I know I got some comments on Twitter from people saying, oh, we'll find out next week. I'm like, yeah, I'm not sure we will. Yeah. We and didn't. they just brushed past that. Right. Like, no big deal. Right. So we'll just have to rely on the fact that they somehow convinced her mm-hmm. and go from there. Yeah. Um, but. Yes. Speaking of Essie, uh, like you said, they had a lot going on this episode, considering mm. that they weren't the ones going to tribal council. Yeah. Um, you know, the Interesting. One that, hmm. that they didn't go to tribal council. No, that like there oh. was such a heavy focus on them. And I and I I feel like that's taken away from Coco because we well, already don't know much about Coco. Yeah. I and mean, now here we are. It's like 
every time Coco won, they got no screen time. Right. Vessi wins and gets a ton of screen time mm-hmm. in part because one of the wins was like, okay, we're handing you more screen time that right. as part of your win. Go steal some stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now, so yeah, they won the reward challenge. They got to raid another camp. They won the immunity challenge and they got to help Baca come in second. Yeah. You know, so, okay, let's go in order. Let's talk about Cody going to Coco first because it was an interesting setup. It made us think that Cody was going to go in cuckoo for Coco stuff. Uh, And instead, he seemed to go in. (laughs) That's it. I've made Jessica lose it. She had to mute. Um, That was incredible. Anyway. (laughs) uh, he, He came in with a negotiating plan. But can we stop? I have to stop you just for a second because I'm still confused why Cody ended up being the one that went. Um, Probably no one could stop him. Well, but that's, (laughs) I was watching this going, okay, they're all talking. They're all like discussing Mm -hmm. what they should take. And he is like, you're saying just cuckoo for cuckoo. (laughs) I was like wanting to just like knock down the fort and like go full Sandra, you know, when he was going to steal everything. And then they still were like, okay, bye Cody. I mean, I think some of it was like, like Dwight was saying, well, I don't want to be the one they're mad at. And I suspect some of the others were similar. You know, Mm. Jesse probably wants to keep a lower profile. That's Uh, true. He did remind us that he lives on a cul-de-sac. Yeah. And so I, I think that Cody, you know, Cody, low profile. Don't go together. Never. And that's a very fair point. That makes sense. Okay. So I I apologize for the. Oh, no. Uh, um, So. So anyway, he goes in, he presents the worst case and then lets them make offers to him in response. No, don't take our machete. We'll feed you. We'll give you means to feed yourself going forward. We'll we'll throw in dessert. You know, what Mm -hmm. else would you like? You know, he was supposed to take one thing. He was he managed to negotiate a whole set of gear and limes and a root, like cassava or something. And now I know the fishing gear counts as one thing, which, by the way, is silly. If you're saying one thing, it's one thing. Otherwise, you go in there and say all your clothing is one thing. Give it, mm, to mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. um, your 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 whole shelter is one thing. Um, right. But anyway, he got all of it. And he came off looking like less of a bad guy than if he had just taken the machete. Yeah. Uh, You know, plus, and I know this doesn't quite jive with what we saw on TV, but what Lindsay said in interviews was the Coco players felt like it was a win because he hadn't taken the machete. They were happy with the outcome. So it was a win-win. Yeah. And it was interesting. I always find it fascinating when you really have to look at the items that you have and what is significant and what is something that you're willing to kind of really like say, no, you're not taking Mm -hmm. that. And the fact that like fishing gear is second to a machete is really telling as to what you're experiencing when you're out there and what becomes more important because you would think fishing gear, Oh my word, this is, this is what I need more than anything, but it is truly representative of survivor. Right. Right. Um, now, a couple weeks ago, we talked about elevator sales and, you know, we, <laughs> we said, 
we said it wasn't like he could convince someone to add a story to their building so he could put in an elevator. But having watched him in action here, I was fully expecting that as part of the deal to not take the machete, he was going to sell them an elevator for their shelter, too. That would have been incredible, but that would have blown up his cover. They would have known he was a salesperson. I know, but still, I mean, I could see how he could sell an elevator. He could sell an elevator to someone who only has one floor, I think. Well, he he did a heck of a job, but it was it was an interesting thing to watch because I, when, as you said, the build up to it, mm-hmm. I was like, oh no, this is going to be so terribly bad. Like this is going to be so bad, and then he ended up pulling it off. Yeah, yeah. very well. Now, speaking of pulling it off, we can move to the immunity challenge where we saw them help Baca pull it off to come in second, so Coco would finally have to vote someone out. Yes. Um. Now. I thought the funny part uh, was summarized well by Dwight himself in a tweet because he said, me, let's not piss off a whole tribe by taking their machete. Me, the next day at the challenge. And then a gif of someone like lighting everything on fire, you know. Right. Um, And he was right because as much as the machete would have hurt Coco and made them angry, seeing Dwight and Noel specifically causing them to lose, Mm -hmm. that has got to be worse. Yeah, and I also have to give some props to Dwight here because he realized very quickly to knock that thing down so people couldn't look over and figure right. it out. So I, I was very impressed with his thought process in that as well, that he realized they're going to cheat if we leave this up here too long. Yeah, so we don't want them to cheat. We want to cheat to help them. Right. But I do appreciate that component because it's something that we see very rarely on Survivor. I will say that it was something that happened on my season, but it wasn't with tribes. It was with people. Adam was helping Ken and he did that because he didn't want David to win. And so I, I really do appreciate that angle because this is a competition, right? Mm -hmm. And you certainly don't want to go into a merge lower on numbers. And if you have a tribe of six over here, yeah, that's a little, that's a scary prospect to be looking at. Now that wasn't the only time it happened in your season. Michaela helped uh, at a, um, at emerge, uh, after sorry, not emerge after a swap, mm-hmm. she helped and um sent. Uh, whose tribe? Whose tribe was it? Was it you? It, um, because I know it was a tribe that I probably should look this up beforehand that mm-hmm. had a majority. Um, a, a she ma- wanted yeah, majority, she wanted us to lose because she wanted right. Figgy to go home. So yes. yeah, mm-hmm. so. Uh, so yeah, she helped the other tribe mm-hmm. against you. And when it was brought up, she was like, they got the majority. If they can't figure it out. And yes, if they them. can't do math. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And yeah, cause she wanted Biggie to go home. Yeah. But, so it definitely I mean, happens. It does, but that it, it happens rarely. And in that case, she was targeting a specific person mm-hmm. because they'd already met. These right. people had not met Coco. Right. Um, but, uh, a couple things. One, going back to Dwight, you know, little did Dwight know as he was lighting things on fire at that challenge that Cody threw him under the bus to Coco when he went over there to do his uh, stealing. Yeah. Because but you he don't was, know. But these are like, the things well, you don't know, right? Right. Right. He was like, he was like, oh, Dwight's the mastermind. Dwight wanted me to take your machete. Dwight, you know, which by the way, tells me 
you know, Dwight and Cody still don't get along too well. Um, but yeah, so then Dwight, Dwight is blown the heck up when it comes to Coco at this point. I feel yeah. Like. And, it, and this is again, an interesting concept with survivor because you can't always believe everything you hear, obviously. Mm-hmm. And you have to be a little suspicious when people do start throwing people under the bus, because what is Cody's true intention there? Right. Is he really being honest? And I do think that there was some questioning as mm-hmm. to whether or not he was, but also Cody's personality helps him be more convincing because he doesn't come across as someone who's scheming right. and, and plotting, you know, all those rule one things that we talk about. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't come across that way. So he's free, real freewheeling. Right. He's living. Exactly. So he doesn't come across as a salesperson, even though he is. And so I think for Cody, it's a perfect, perfect way to play the game because it works for him because no one is going to think that he's trying to scheme and plot. They're just going to think he's being Cody. So it works. Yeah. Um, Now, in addition, in helping the other tribe, um, I was already thinking, you know, as soon as I saw it, I was like, ooh. You know, Baca may say thanks right now, but probably not going to turn into anything long term. Um, And then Mm -hmm. Stephen tweeted out uh, the tribe you help isn't going to be eternally grateful, but you may earn longstanding animosity. So I'm like, oh, me and Stephen thinking the same thing. Wow. That Mm -hmm. that only happens rarely. Um, But then Lindsay did her interviews and this will be the first time we say and then Lindsay did her interview uh, the first time in many. Um, and talked about how the other two tribes had worked together somewhat previously. Mm-hmm. Like when Baca, I think it was last week, well, it was last week, had to send someone on the boat journey. And Dwight, remember Dwight, uh, specifically said, can you send Noel? And mm-hmm. they did. Right. Um, and also, apparently Coco had not, up to this point, just been winning challenges. But in some cases, they were destroying Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think she said the first challenge was it. They finished like an hour before everybody yeah, else. That's crazy. Yeah, that's and, crazy. And so, yeah, I mean, I think this has been brewing for the last nine days. Like, people yeah. are like, we got to knock them down. Yeah. And I, and I think that if there's anything that you learn from Survivor, it's that things that would trouble you a little bit here trouble you a lot more out there. <laughs> You know, because you're like, this is all we're doing is competing and Mm -hmm. we have no food and we're we're trying to beat each other. And so, of course, it becomes very significant. Those losses hurt a lot. And when you have one tribe that's continually doing well, Mm -hmm. I can see why the other two would band together in that manner. Yeah. Yeah. So that was all I had on the Vessi Cody Dwight front right now. Uh, The only other thing I wanted to bring up. I wanted to check to see if you were cold so I could, you know, put a palm frond on you. Oh, my God. Listen, I'm just going to tell everyone, okay? If you go out and play Survivor, palm fronds are not what they make them out to be, okay? They're not. I'm not even not, sure what they make them out to be, you know? Well, okay. Don't bother weaving them. Stop it. Stop that whole, like, thought process that you have to weave the damn things. You know why? They're not very long. You don't get very many weaves. It doesn't do much. You're better off just stacking those things on top of each other. And you know what? They're kind of itchy. So I can't imagine that they'd really make a great blanket. But and there, you are don't no, wanna... there are no ants on them. Mm. 
You don't want to lay on them either because they're also a little bit painful. So there's all of these things that you have to think about. And if someone in the middle of the night decided, I'm going to drape palm fronds over your body, I might be a little skeeved out. I don't know. I'm just saying. It's, it's, it was a kind gesture. However, it's, it's really not going to provide the comfort that you might think it would because it's I, not comfortable. Yeah. I, I mean, and I know every, literally every Survivor podcast has talked about this. I wanted yes. to get your thoughts because you've actually been there. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I think a general rule, I know you want to be kind. Pretend to be nice. We, we yes. say that. Sure. Don't be the mom or dad. Mm -hmm. Don't. Because right. inevitably, you know, you're going to do something that you think is just being nice, putting, you know, folding someone's clothes, putting it somewhere, yes. uh, moving their bag, moving, you know, whatever. Don't touch anyone's stuff. Leave don't it do it. And don't friggin' wake people up in the middle of the night. Yeah. Y you know, I mean, yeah. just, it was just so clueless on so many levels. Yeah. It was definitely an interesting thing to watch. I did really appreciate Sammy. <laughs> Yeah, and his reaction to it—how cozy this problem has made me yes. feel—was <laughs> very enjoyable. I I do want to add one other thing that okay. I I found very amusing was the concept of the hot lava. Oh yes, <laughs> like the floor is I, lava. Yes, all I could think of was like my childhood self. And I'm sure we've all done this when you were in your living room mm -hmm. and you're like, you can't touch the floor because it's hot lava. And so you jump all over the furniture and make your parents crazy. Like who decided? I have an idea. <laughs> like, this is hot lava and you have to stay on these blocks. It was it was different. It was certainly new, new concept. Haven't seen it yet. Mm -hmm. uh, but. I just thought it was uh, it was interesting to say the least. I mean, and I thought maybe it was a crossover, but no, the show "The Floor Is Lava" is on Netflix. I think it's not mm -hmm. it's not a CBS property, you yeah. know. So yeah, there's not even a crossover. It's interesting. It was definitely interesting, but yeah. but yeah, no, I think overall it was it was nice to see just some competition without all of the extra added. I mean, I know we say there was no advantages. We did get to see them like. The steel, the pirating of another. Yeah, but not, yeah, yeah. But but overall, it was it was definitely enjoyable, and um, I you know picked who was going to get voted out. So I was really I was really pleased as the episode moved along, just because I was like, oh my gosh, look what's happening. And I was certain it wasn't happening. So as anyone who followed my live tweets knows, I'm like, up, oh, Geo's going. Oh, this is a red herring. Geo's obviously going. And then, you know, inevitably someone will come in, someone usually who I don't know mm -hmm. uh, will come in. They'll like look at the hashtags the next day and they'll be like, you were wrong. <laughs> yeah, thanks. It's called live tweeting. <laughs> you know, I, don't I appreciate back. the insight. Oh, yeah, my I, word. Yeah, I, I don't go back and delete the tweets after that's the kind of the point of live tweeting. That's like saying. You know, I, if I was live tweeting a football game, which sometimes I do, um, and, and someone said they lost. Yeah, but they still scored a touchdown at that point. Right. You know? it's <laughs> crazy like... thing that happened. <laughs> hmm, it's so strange. But I am excited to talk about, not excited that we get to talk about Lindsay yeah. going home, 
But just the buildup to it, I think, highlights a lot of the players that are playing the game yes. incredibly well. Yes. But before we do that, we do need to mention that the rules we're about to discuss come in a shorter and much more colorful Beautiful. version. Yes. Poster. In poster form. Uh, so you can go to robhiswebsite.com slash yxlostfeed, scroll down to the poster mm-hmm. and click it. Yes. And then you order it. And then our shipping department rushes it out to you. Uh, and yes. so. I really um, do. I promise you that. Yeah. Um, and then uh, in addition to that, we have other ways you can get the rules. You can get the poster on a T-shirt so that you don't have to carry it around in a frame with you everywhere you go. Right. Um, you We have it as a checklist version. Uh, we have that in right a here? T-shirt. Look no. at that right there. Yeah. Uh, we also have it in the mug that I drink out of um, and sweatshirt and everything else. So, again, go to robhaswebsite.com slash yxlostfeed. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So with that, we really did not see much in terms of what happened to cause the flip against Lindsay on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. We saw a few minutes of her being apparently paranoid, but we also saw her calm down again by the time she got to tribal council. A tribal council that lasted no more than like seven minutes on TV, incidentally. Mm-hmm. And that was all the story we got behind this vote. Lindsay was paranoid. We didn't get the backstory to what led up to that. However, with information Lindsay added in her interviews, mm-hmm. we can piece together the puzzle and find out more of the story. Was it really as simple as it looked? Or was there more going on behind the scenes? It's time to figure out why Lindsay lost. Now, we need to change up the order a little bit again this week by elevating the second rule up to being the first one we discussed. I love it when you go out of order. <laughs> you just like the chaos. I do uh, love the chaos because every time I try to jump ahead, you're like, no, 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 no. Stop. Back up. Well, that's because you're unofficially jumping ahead. You just happen to mention it in the middle of something else. Oh, you know? so because 
I see. This is yes. like your official way because you told me beforehand we we're going to exactly because I told oh, you before. Okay. I consulted with you beforehand. <laughs> so the next time I have an epiphany, I'll have to consult you yes. as I'm having the epiphany. As okay. you're having it, you're like, wait. Can I have an epiphany now? I'll send you a, a message in the private chat. Be like, I would like to jump ahead, please. The and one then that by I don't then read be because it's covered by something else. Yeah. Right. It'll yeah, be that's... so enjoyable to watch. Yeah. Just like when Voce sent us all a private chat, none of us were reading it. And then he got up and walked away. We're like, I know, we're like what happened? And he's like, Where I sent Voce you a go? private chat. We're like, well, we didn't know. Um, anyway. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that was a whew, right turn. Um, Back to Lindsay. Yes. Uh, so the, the second rule says not to scheme and plot too much and to keep your scheming secret. And a player becoming nervous and spiraling and talking to their allies definitely falls squarely within this area. Mm -hmm. Now, when I first watched this episode, and even when I second watched this episode, I thought for sure there was no way they voted out Lindsay just because she got some pre-first tribal council jitters and became a bit paranoid. But then Lindsay did her interviews. And she said, yes, that was why they voted her out. Yep. And I was like, wait, what? Um, but you're like a racing. Yeah, madly. yeah, exactly. Yes. No, I don't erase. I hit the delete. key. Okay. Um, I'm, you yeah. know, just a, an analogy. I'm just making oh, okay. a metaphor, whatever okay. it is. <laughs> you got to get with the time. Um, but I like that, paper. I know. Um, the. The thing was, though, it wasn't quite as simple, even though she said, yeah, that was why it wasn't quite as simple because she also added information about what led up to that point. Mm. Uh, specifically for anyone who, you know, either hasn't seen the interviews or may not remember, Gio told her that Ryan told him that she was being voted out. This made her understandably nervous. And, you know, when she told a couple of her allies, they seemingly blew her off in a in a way that made her feel even worse. Mm -hmm. And this is pretty much the definition of a spiral as someone just gets turned around in more and more circles. Yeah. And I will say that there's a couple of things that I think are very fascinating here. You Geo wants to be in charge, right? He he's the one who yes. said, I'm calling the shots. Mm -hmm. And he was very certain of himself and how this vote was going to move forward. All reasons I was absolutely certain he was leaving. <laughs> right. But what I have to be impressed by is, and I don't know if he managed to kind of figure this out watching Lindsay, but he knew enough that if, if I plant this little seed in her mind and he didn't make it about himself, he mm -hmm. made it about Ryan, you know, that, oh, well, Ryan said that you were the one going home. So it, he's trying to kind of do two things here. He's, I'm I'm being kind to you and I'm letting you know that this is happening and it's not my plan. It's someone mm -hmm. else's plan. I just want you to be aware that this is what's going on. And it worked beautifully because mm -hmm. exactly. If, and this is, if this is what he wanted to have happen, it worked. I know his goal was Cassidy, but he managed to get Lindsay that spiral began. Yeah. And so it, it turned into a combination of things. Like once he kind of, push the boulder down, you know, it started to roll. I really think that, yeah, everything from there, just you're playing a game. You're already paranoid. You hear that it makes it worse. And then your allies don't do anything to make you feel better. It was, if that was what Geo's goal was, it was played incredibly well. 
And if it wasn't, well, hey. Right. I mean, <laughs> it's, anyway, but this, um, is, this is the beautiful part about Survivor is that there's that ripple effect. Yeah. And all you need to do is put a little bit of information out there. And this is what can happen. I mean, yep. Geo was really supposed to go home. I mean, he was the one that everyone was going to vote for. And all he did was just send this information out to the universe. And then this is what ended up happening. So this this is a perfect example of why Survivor is so difficult. Because all it takes is one little nugget of information to flip the whole game. Yeah, I mean... It it seems like, you know, based on her interviews, that Lindsay felt she was not actually the target at that point, despite, uh, you know, the way she kind of got blown off by Carla. Um, and, you know, if I had to guess, if Geo didn't make it up out of whole cloth, uh, probably Carla or James or someone had told Ryan uh, and then Ryan told Geo. But Geo was still the intended target, just mm-hmm. like he had been for nine days. I also think that when she started questioning Carla and James and they told her to stop being paranoid. Well, okay. When has telling someone to stop being paranoid actually made them less paranoid? You know, and if what you just said is what happened, if they Mm -hmm. told Ryan, it's Lindsay, it sure it would not have helped if they said, well, Lindsay, no, no, this is why that happened. Exactly. Um, But they should, well, I still think they should have. Well, but but here's the thing. Should they have? Yes. But oh, what have right. we seen on previous seasons of Survivor? People are like, oh, now I'm the backup plan. Right. And then they get mad and they don't like it. And so if you are going to make someone the backup plan and that's what happened, you better be damn sure to explain it to that person. Like, don't worry about it. Like that we had to do this. You are absolutely fine. And of course, the person is still going to be paranoid. Right. But if that's what happened. They certainly did not respond to her correctly. No, no. Um, and, you know, then uh, when when she brought up, uh, hey, what about a, a, a backup plan, a different backup plan? Because mm-hmm. she thought Geo might have an idol, which we'll get to later. More of the details on that. But she felt Carla like snapped back at her uncharacteristically and said, we don't need a backup plan. And now. I think that Carla probably didn't want to have any discussion about the idol because she was the one who had the right. idol and mm-hmm. she didn't even want to mm-hmm. go down that path of discussion. But of course, Lindsay didn't know that. Right. So these things just piled on top of one another, yeah. made Lindsay more and more nervous, which is what led to us seeing her tell James that she felt Carla was not her ally anymore and was lying mm-hmm. to her. But James, from his point of view, felt like she was sketching out the people on her side. Yeah. And so you have these differing viewpoints. I don't know that anyone was right or wrong from their own particular viewpoint. Right. And that's what makes it so fascinating is everyone is playing their own game. And Carla is obviously very concerned about anyone talking about the idol. Mm -hmm. She doesn't want people to be focusing on that. So she shifts. So, oh, let's, you know, don't worry. We're not going to talk about that. It's fine. Because in Carla's mind, I don't want anybody focusing on the idol. I don't right. want people talking about it. So she's being defensive. And it's not because she's trying to do anything to Lindsay. She's trying to protect herself. And right. that's what ends up happening in Survivor, where you end up being so concerned about your own place. And, oh, my God, what do I have in my bag? And what do I do? I don't want people to know about me. Or I don't want people to know that I said this or did that. It's deflection. So if we yeah. can if we can make them look somewhere else or think something else, then great. It's not about me anymore. 
And unfortunately, I think Carla probably got caught up in that and didn't realize that in addition to Lindsay hearing these things from Gio, now there's this information coming from Carla and it, that spiral is, is continuing, continuing to spin. But I also feel like Lindsay didn't do herself any favors either because the reaction that she had to all of this wasn't helping. Yeah. You know, if you are being paranoid and you are worried, then you maybe need to change the way in which you are speaking to people about it or trying to make some determinations about what's happening. Because if you are presenting yourself as paranoid and kind of getting at people and trying to force people to speak to you about things, then that can rub them the wrong way too. So it's like a whole bunch of everybody kind of miscommunicating throughout the entire portion of this episode. Yeah. And that brings up a question. What could she have done differently? Mm. Aside from, you know, just ratcheting back, um, you know, she said in her interviews that she didn't tell Carla and James where she heard the information because she wanted to see if they'd be forthcoming. I do think if she had told them she heard it from Geo, they could have maybe provided some background like, oh, yes. yeah, we told Ryan that to distract him from the fact that it's going to be him. Don't worry about it. Right. You know, more going back to your point of earlier of, well, you know, they didn't want to admit that she was the decoy. But if she had specifically said that, mm -hmm. that might have forced their hand. Right. Um, you know, they, they wouldn't have been able to just blow her off and act like she was imagining things. Mm -hmm. um, now, I can understand from Lindsay's perspective, she didn't want to reveal the source of her information because she thought that was something she could hold on to to use, you know, kind of dig for information. The thing is, if the plan really was to vote Geo out anyway, right? Go ahead and throw him under the right. bus. Who and cares? Right, and that's where it doesn't make any sense to withhold that information because what are you trying to gain from it? I think she wanted to see what they would say. I mean, that sure. was what she indicated in her interviews. Was I held back on that to see what you know if they would be forthcoming? Right. But once they weren't, why not reveal that? Right. And that's but but it's also one of those things where if if she is as solid with them as she thinks she was mm -hmm. and they are all on the same page, that it's going to be Geo. And then all of a sudden she's being presented with this other information going back to your alliance. Hi, you're talking to someone who did that. Um, and it's it's one of it's you like I should be able to talk to these mm -hmm. people about who's getting voted out because they're supposed to be with me. Like they're supposed to be voting with me. They're supposed to be, we're all a team here. You know, we're, mm -hmm. we're all voting together. And so I do think that it probably would have presented itself much differently to both Carla and James. If she had just said, Hey, I don't know what's happening, but James is, you know, like, this is what I'm hearing from geo. There's right. Brian, you know, and like, and then maybe you treat it, as if it's not like such a big deal. Like, isn't it interesting that this is what Gio said? And yeah. then the the response probably wouldn't have been so flippant, like, I don't want to talk about this. And yeah, maybe they would have developed a little more information from it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, after all of this, we saw Carla tell James that Lindsay's paranoia was too difficult to work with. And, you know, initially I thought it was because Carla worried that Lindsay would blow up her game later by being unreliable, whereas she at least knew exactly where Gio stood. Um, 
And, and that may have been part of it. But Lindsay said in her interviews that there was more to it than that, which is actually going to take us back to the first rule. Look at uh, that. Yeah. Uh, and that rule, of course, is to scheme and plot. Excuse me. While I would say that Lindsay was doing fine here generally, the specific issue I want to carry over from our discussion in the second rule is Carla's reasoning for flipping on Lindsay. Mm. According to what Lindsay said in interviews, Carla was doing a great job at playing both sides, keeping it secret from the other. It actually sounds similar to what Jesse was doing over at Vessi a couple weeks ago, where he was telling uh, Noel and Justine that he was just getting information from Cody and NECA, mm-hmm. uh, but actually he was truly working with them. Uh, you know, same situation here where Carla was telling Lindsay Cassidy and James that she was just pulling information from Ryan and right. Gio, right. Um, you know, and passing it on to those three. But she was truly working with the other two as well. The difference is that she didn't fully show her cards and flip like Jesse did. Instead, Lindsay believes that when Carla saw her and Gio talking that day, Carla was worried about being found out. Mm-hmm. You know, so how do you stop that from happening? You get rid of the person who might discover you. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, how many, uh, you know, how many, uh, you know, uh, crime novels or movies or sometimes real life do we see where it's like, oh, that person thinks that they're going to dig into my life and find it. I need to get rid of them, you right. know, and but Carla, I do think Carla was the mob boss here. She was. But I also think that Carla probably could have handled that differently too. Even if she's playing both sides, I think she could have tried to explain it to Lindsay. If by some chance Lindsay comes to her and says, mm-hmm. Hey, this is what's happened. This is where the checking in component comes to, you know, like we talk about that a lot, checking in with your Alliance. And mm-hmm. if she sees Geo and Lindsay talking and she's suddenly concerned that I might be getting thrown under the bus and she might be, learning things about me and the relationship I have with Gio, that's when you have to maybe have that conversation instead of not talking to Lindsay, instead of kind of mushing her and being like, I don't want to talk anymore. You have to talk to her because you have to try to figure well, out. Apparently you don't have to talk to her. You just vote her out. Well, right. But by doing that, I, I think Carla's amazing. Like I, yeah. I, I love her. I love the game she's playing, but she really did have a solid group that now she's removed one from. And so will they recover? Maybe, but, um, but it is something to consider that if you're going to remove someone from that core alliance that you have, you've got to be thinking long-term. And so I would hope right. that that's what Carla's doing. Yeah. And I mean, the, the reason that I even brought up, you know, Carla's actions when we're talking about rule one for Lindsay is that sometimes a player schemes and plots, but they get out schemed by someone else. Yeah. Yeah, for um, sure. Now, you brought up check-ins. And that is something I also want to bring up for Lindsay because uh in a you know, she was doing that in addition to making that early alliance with James and Caroline Cassidy. Mm-hmm. Uh it's seeming solid. You know, she's talked about checking in. Uh you know that that okay, uh you know, we're going on a walk. Still geo, still geo. Okay, geo, 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 geo. You know, mm-hmm. and for 9 days. So right. She was clearly thinking about the ongoing strategy. She knew 
that if something seemed too easy, it often is. But sometimes it's easy just because it's easy. And, you know, yes. And this is this brings us to the super duper survivor fan, right? Where sometimes you have a tendency to overthink things just because you've watched so many seasons of survivor Mm -hmm. and you think, well, it's not supposed to be this easy and it's supposed to be a little more difficult. It's the first vote. The first vote doesn't need to be difficult. Usually, Mm -hmm. usually it's something that's pretty straightforward. And if everyone all along has been saying geo, you know what you need to do then kind of sit back and let it happen. Yeah. You you don't need to call attention to yourself. You don't need to start spinning things in that, that don't necessarily exist. I get it. Geo came to her with some information and said, hey, it's you. And she could have been like, actually, it's you in her head. Right. And then kind of let things be. But, you know, sometimes it really just is the most obvious answer. I know it would be interesting to, you know, kind of uh, mathematically look at how many times is it the real, you know, the simple answer and how many times Mm -hmm. is it not? Um, And I suspect it depends on which side you're on, because, you know, Geo thought the simple and straightforward answer was Cassidy. Right. I mean, he was talking about that's one reason I was sure he was going was because he kept saying, I want to go to tribal. I think it'll be great. She's right. gone. You know, I'm but what's control. interesting, though, about the whole Cassidy thing. Well, I mean, it seemed like it was it was literally based on nothing. Right. It was just like she cut the cassava wrong. <laughs> Come on. Damn it. <laughs> She's got to go. I mean, it was just like Gio was like, I'm calling the shots. Cassidy's leaving. And that's it. That's all there is to it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, from what Lindsay said, they did not get along. Um, right. You know, they just rubbed each other the wrong way. Well, and I, and, I, and I totally get that. Like, I understand that that can happen, that there's personalities. Mm-hmm. But it was just, it was so interesting that he was just so steadfast and like, that's it. Cassidy like going like okay we're voting Cassidy like mm-hmm. that's it that's all there is to it like no discussion nothing more it's Cassidy I thought it was rather entertaining yeah yeah um, now going back to the simple aspect of things I will say things weren't as simple at Coco as they appeared because as much as Lindsay was playing Carla was playing harder Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, Lindsay even said in another interview, now this was related to something else, but she's like, we were playing checkers and she was playing checkers. Um, you know, and, and James also playing much harder. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I think Carla was really the key here. Uh, you know, as Lindsay said in an interview, when Ryan wouldn't talk to her, apparently because he didn't want to lie to her. And then the people she thought were her allies just kept telling her it wasn't her. She had nowhere left to go. Uh, yeah. You know, she said there were no other conversations to be had. I felt like my hands were tied behind my back. In a six person tribe, there just wasn't much else she could do at that point as that tribal council was looming. You know, yeah. she, had, she had gotten to the point where half the tribe wasn't talking to her at that point. Yeah. And, I, and that's why, again, sometimes just sitting back and letting things develop and happen is the easiest smartest best approach if you believe truly that you are essentially she was in a group of four right 
There -hmm. should be no reason to be feeling like you are on the outs and that you need to be paranoid and that you need to be concerned. If you truly believe you have four, there's only six of you. I will counter with Mariah, Justine, Mm -hmm. and NECA. Okay. Because all of them felt Mariah went into that first tribal council feeling like she was in great shape. She Mm -hmm. had no idea. Uh, Justine thought she was in a majority of four. NECA thought she was in a majority and didn't need to do anything. All right. Well, never mind then. I mean, I mean, it's not never mind. It's just that the hard part is determining when you really are. And those right. three, you know, the first three that we saw went in thinking they were safe. And then we saw the opposite on Lindsay and it caused the opposite reaction too. Right. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, I, I, mm-hmm. it, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Yeah. You just have to, find that balance somewhere and you know i think that the first three that we talked about um you know went too far on one side and Lindsay went too far on the other side but that's my point yeah you gotta kind of ride the middle right like if if you you haven't if there is one thing that you do not want to do with that first vote is cause yourself to stand out for some reason And if you are just kind of even keel in the middle, people can talk to you, you can talk to them. You're you're not giving anybody a reason to look at you. And I think that that's ultimately, you know, what happened here is that she was giving people a reason to look at her when she didn't need to. And in those other instances, people were just they were too comfortable and not not checking in and not making sure. And so it is it is a very fine balance that you have to try to find. But if you can find that middle ground, you're going to be okay. I mean, it sounds to me like you're saying players need to be flexible in Mm. accordance with the third rule. Crazy. Uh, Yeah. Uh, And and it does seem like, you know, Lindsay had her alliance of four and she also tried to talk strategy with Ryan and Geo, but they weren't really open to it, which, you know, again, should have been fine if her alliance held. Mm -hmm. but. Then we go back to the people who were really super duper flexible in Carla and James. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if Carla helped block some of Lindsay's flexibility with Ryan and Geo because she wanted to be the only one communicating with them. Much like on Vessi, Jesse was the only one communicating mm-hmm. with both sides there. Yeah. Um, you know, and that would also contribute to what we discussed earlier about Carla potentially being worried when Lindsay and Gio were talking, you know, like, okay, if I'm the only pipeline here, I don't want these two people talking, even if I can check in with them. Right. Right. I I don't want them talking directly to each other. Right. Um, You know, but of course, you know, to bring it back, that's about Carla again. Um, You know, I would say Lindsay did her best in this regard, but again, six-person tribe doesn't always allow much wiggle room. And this is why I don't like six-person tribes, because Mm -hmm. I do feel like it doesn't allow you to really develop as much as you would like to develop in the game, because everything is so much more highlighted because there's so fewer people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I we have seen and heard a lot of people really coming out against the six person tribes at this yeah. point after the, you know, the, the 
the previous two seasons and this one, you know, it's just, yeah, people have no, no place to hide, nowhere right. to go. Yeah. Um, and you, you can lose people who, you know, would be very good going forward if only they could make it, you know, over that hump. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I was very happy to have 10 people when we started. Yeah. It's very happy. Yeah. So, um, all right, we can go to the fourth rule, which tells players not to let their emotions control them. Now, I suspect I know your answer, but I still have to ask, how mm. do you think Lindsay did here? Terrible. I'm so sorry, Lindsay, but it was it was not good. And this this is just I think that Lindsay really does highlight what Survivor can do to you because it strips you of everything. You're thrust onto an island with people that you don't know. You're made to live with them. 24-7, compete with them, eat with them, try to survive with them. And your paranoia level is so high. Every conversation that you see people having, you're like, oh God, what are they talking about? Talking about me? What are they talking about? And you you pay attention. You you you're so skeptical and everything is is you question everything. And so I really do think that Lindsay shows everyone exactly what can happen to you on survivor if you let your emotions just take control you have to try to reel it in a little bit you have to try to control it because if you don't you're gonna end up getting voted out so i i really feel for her because i do think Lindsay could have done incredibly well but it she just she let her emotions take over yeah i mean i i do think that happened you know uh, in terms of her paranoia but again, as we discussed in the second rule, things just kept piling up. She saw suspicious activity, which led to more suspicious activity. The more she became nervous, the more worried her allies got, which caused her to get more nervous and right. so on. It was a literal spiral. And yeah. I, I can only imagine the emotions involved in a situation like that. Oh, for sure. And this is why, you know, brings me back to that. You have to try to like center yourself a little bit and you need to try to have conversations in a different way. Even if you're inside dying and you're, you're like, Oh my God, this is terrible. You can't present yourself that way. You have to try to control it as much as you can while having these conversations mm -hmm. to try to clear what's going on in your brain. But unfortunately, Lindsay didn't present that way. Yeah. All right. Well, we could go to the fifth rule, which reminds players they need to pretend to be nice and play the social game. Uh, from what we saw, Lindsay was pretty solid in terms of her mm -hmm. social play. And there was no indication that anyone was voting her out because they didn't like her or she was putting palm fronds on people or telling them what size sticks to use in the fire or how to cut up their food or anything like that. Um, even when it came to Ryan and even, pardon. Interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, even when it came to Ryan and Geo, who she wasn't strategically aligned with, uh, they all got along well. She said mm -hmm. in one interview that she had a great relationship with Ryan and he called her Mama Linz. Mm -hmm. uh, and he basically apologized for voting her out. Um, yeah. You know, overall, she told Dalton Ross, we were we were all really close and it was a divided tribe. We had our family meals together and we'd meditate and we'd play bocce ball on the beach and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it sounds like they all definitely got along. And I certainly think that Lindsay was doing very well in that regard, especially since she was able to gravitate towards people so quickly mm -hmm. right off the bat and form the alliances that she did. She wanted the 
all women's alliance and she managed to pull that off. And she did genuinely like both Carla and Cassidy. And she was working with them both very closely and got along incredibly well with James. So she certainly did not struggle here at all. Yeah. Yeah. Protect your dream home with American family insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home auto and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So the sixth rule warns against being too much of a threat. Lindsay called herself on TV uh, a threat physically, socially, and strategically and added that she could be a target for those reasons. Now she explained in her interviews that the topic came up because of what we heard that Geo told her Ryan considered her a threat, which was the reason for her being targeted. And indeed, I had already suspected that her comment was in response to a producer asking why she thought others might be targeting her. You know, mm-hmm. you don't just suddenly wake up and say, I'm a threat for these reasons. You know, right. it's always in response to a question. Um, but I, I have to say, I, I just don't see it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that is maybe. If if the story Geo told was true, um, maybe that's why Ryan was targeting her because he thought Mama Lynn's was playing too good a social game or she was strategically linked to James and Cassidy or something like mm-hmm. that. But if so, it seems like it was really just Ryan and maybe whoever might have used it as, as an excuse in telling him she was the target. Because beyond that, it was the first vote of the game, uh, their first vote. I, I didn't see anything indicating the others were looking that far ahead and being like, oh, she's too big of a physical threat uh, for the merge or she's too big of a strategic threat for later. Maybe some or all of the things she said could have been true if she mm-hmm. made it that far. Right. But for this vote, I don't think any of those factors came into play. I, unless, I, okay. unless the um, issue that we discussed with Carla was a true thing. If Carla was concerned that Lindsay was figuring out that she was playing both sides, then she becomes a threat to Carla. You're reading the next line on my notes, aren't you? Hmm, look at that. Crazy. Yes, exactly. That is the one place that she was a threat. She was a threat to Carla specifically. Yes, and Carla's just the mob boss running things right now. So yes. guess what? <laughs> That's it. That's it. Leave the cannoli. <laughs> or was it right. take the cannoli? I, I don't remember. know. I think, leave, I think it was leave. I think it was leave. I think it was, I think it was take the cannoli. Anyway. Just, 
just eat the cannoli. Um, all right, so we could go to the seventh rule, which covers idols and advantages and game mechanics. And at first, I thought we really didn't have anything to discuss here because Lindsay didn't get anything and nobody knew about what Carla had. Again, we go to, but then the interviews came. Um, and, you know, we saw that she was convinced Geo had the idol because she went through his bag and found what she thought was a map to an idol. Mm-hmm. Turns out it was the map of where to dig for the sweat challenge, but she didn't even know they had a map for that. Right. Um, you know, then uh, because she questioned this, Cassidy and Carla went through his bag again to look for more info, but they couldn't find anything because, of course, there was nothing to find because Carla had the idol. Um, right. You know, so the other thing is that Lindsay said is all of a sudden Geo started, you know, being strong in his gameplay, which she thought meant he's confident, which again played into this idea of him having the idol. Mm-hmm. All right. So why does this all matter? Well, because as I mentioned earlier, when they were discussing the geo vote, she couldn't understand why Carla shut her down on making a plan B. Mm-hmm. That was one of the things that led her to spiraling. Well, the why she shut her down as, as we mentioned then was Carla didn't want to discuss the idol. Mm-hmm. You know, she doesn't want to have to lie. She doesn't want to get caught in something. So you just shut it down. Don't worry about it. We got it. Right. Covered. right. Except yeah, that's not then, how it comes off to the other person. Exactly. And so this is this is just, again, a, a perfect example of how other people's gameplay can negatively affect another person's gameplay mm-hmm. because you are playing for yourself. You're not playing for other people. Yeah. You know, and and but the thing is, when playing for yourself, you do have to consider how other people might interpret. Oh, so absolutely! I am but kind yes. of surprised at Carla just shutting that down without. Yeah, and I know. I think that we're hopefully going to get some more explanation to that because mm-hmm. it does seem unlike Carla to do something like that. But at the same time, again, if if Lindsay is wearing on her. Because there's only so much time before tribal council. And if Lindsay is constantly coming back and asking and asking and asking, that can definitely wear on someone. And maybe Carla really just like had enough and was like, I'm not talking anymore. You know, it might not have been just one conversation. Maybe there was multiple. Right. Yeah. Good point. Now, the only other issue uh, that I see in this rule is whether she should have used her shot in the dark. Um, But. After being nervous and then calming back down, the last thing she would have wanted to do was show her alliance she didn't trust them to the extent of giving up her vote for the one in six chance. And so this was one of the notes that I wrote out. Then I went to the interview. And in this case, she said the very same thing in her interview with Mike Bloom. So she did. didn't have to delete it, you know. But I also feel like at that point, if you really do truly believe that it could be you, I mean, I guess it, you could go, you could always go back. Like, let's say she was successful mm-hmm. and managed to get the shot in the dark, whatever the ter- correct terminology mm-hmm. is with that and ends up being saved and finds out they really were voting her out. Well, guess what? Yeah. You've learned a lot about your tribe at that point. Yeah, that's true. Um I mean, the problem is, like I said, if they were saying, don't be paranoid, don't be paranoid, don't be paranoid. And then she shows them even at tribal council, she was paranoid and she's wrong. They're never going to trust her again. 
No, I know. It's, you it's can, definitely. You can apologize up and down. Sure. But. This is why Survivor is hard. Yes, exactly. All right, we can move to Appendix A, which is about the uh, other players. And I know a lot of this has been about certain other players already, but uh, it's about the other players keeping their end goals in mind when voting. And we talk about voting out the weak and the strong and the weak and the strong. For the first three episodes, the aspect of voting out the weak or those who were seen as weak uh, in challenges has been a question asked each vote, even if it didn't end up being the deciding factor. Mm. This time, though, Lindsay's abilities and challenges didn't even come up at all. Um, you know, I rewatched the episode looking for something. Um, and OK, she's the first one through under the net with the heavy puzzle piece. Mm-hmm. You know, she she was doing everything just fine. Yeah. And, you know, a, as we mentioned, Lindsay even thought she might be seen as a physical threat, not mm-hmm. as a liability. Right. So that has nothing to do with why she was voted out. No. Um, because, I mean, we haven't seen a weak link on this tribe in terms of challengers because they haven't lost anything till now. Right. Um, and with the way they're playing, it it just all goes back to keeping the end goal in mind in terms of where they want to be as the game progresses. And you mm-hmm. even mentioned this earlier. You know, we we discussed how Carla is in the middle of two alliances. She didn't want that to be revealed. That gives her the ultimate flexibility moving forward. Mm-hmm. Another aspect is that Lindsay pointed out how James was very tight with not only her, but also Carla, Cassidy, Ryan. And I, I don't think James was pushing to vote out Lindsay the way Carla was. I do think, though, he was more willing to let her go because he has other options as well. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Well, with all that said, it's about time to wrap things up. So what are your final thoughts on Lindsay? Lindsay, I'm so sorry, but I was right. I was right. I just have to say that one more time because I, Lindsay, I think you're fabulous. And I'm so sorry that you had to go so soon. But something in me said it was going to be Lindsay. And I was actually right this time. It never happens. So I apologize for that. I will say, though, I think that what we've seen with Lindsay is not someone who didn't play the game well. I do think that she played the game in the manner in which she thought she needed to play the game based upon what was happening around her. But you also need to take a moment and step back when you're playing Survivor to really consider what's happening. Everything on Survivor is heightened. Everything that you do is is more extreme, the way that you feel, the way that you think, your brain does not turn off. And you have to be able to step back and take a look at what you've done. And I feel like Lindsay lost that component. She wanted to play hard and she did. She went in there. She's like, I'm going to do everything. Nothing's off the table. But unfortunately, because she took that approach, she got outplayed. And I really think that that's what this boils down to. She said it herself, as, as David, you mentioned, She was playing checkers. Carla was playing chess. And I really do think that that's what we saw happen. She had people that outplayed her. Gio, whether or not he intended to start this ball rolling and this this spiral happening, he managed to do just that. And then on the heels of that comes all of the people that Lindsay thought were in her corner adding to that spiral. And so she really did get outplayed by people who weren't willing to destroy their own games to save Lindsay. 
And that shows you the true aspect of what Survivor is. It really is an individual game that you have to play with people. You have to determine how you want to play that game with those people. And if they are more of a detriment than they are help to you, guess what? You're going to find yourself on the chopping block. And I think that's exactly what happened. Carla saw Lindsay as a liability to her and the way she was playing the game. And unfortunately, Carla had more pull than Lindsay did. And Lindsay was setting herself up for a very, very bad tribal council with the approach that she was taking. So yeah. I'm sorry, Lindsay, but yeah, I was right. <laughs> Just going to say it one more time. Okay. Thank you. All right. Uh, immediately after this episode aired, I thought there had to be more to the story of the flip against Lindsay to explain what happened. But Lindsay said in her interviews that yes, her paranoia was why her tribe voted her out. Even so, that doesn't tell the whole story because both the seen and unseen background are essential aspects. Lindsay was told by her target that she was the target. That might not in and of itself normally cause a problem because there are frequently people squaring off against each other. But Gio had been targeting Cassidy for days. So hearing him say that had switched because of what others said gave her pause. When she brought her concerns to her allies, she felt they blew her off or told her to calm down because everyone knows that telling someone to calm down or not worry always results in them calming down and not worrying. Then on top of those things, Carla acted suspiciously in other ways, which I believe is mostly because of her idol. But of course, Lindsay had no way of knowing that. One thing led to another. The pressure built. The spiral increased speed and closed in tighter. What I think is important, though, is that it wasn't purely paranoia that did her in. It was based on what caused the paranoia, plus some real fears that other players had. The main person behind it all was Carla, who has been playing both sides and didn't want to be discovered. Lindsay appearing paranoid gave her the perfect excuse to switch the target. This allowed Carla to maintain her secret and also to get rid of someone who was questioning her loyalty in favor of keeping Geo, whose loyalty she further locked down through this move. The definition of paranoia says it's the tendency toward excessive or irrational suspiciousness and distrustfulness of others. There's an old saying that just because you're paranoid doesn't mean people aren't out to get you. But I like to note that according to the definition, you aren't being paranoid if people really are out to get you, which is, you know, most of the time on Survivor. <laughs> Lindsay was right to be suspicious. She was right to be nervous when she was told she was the target. From there, I do think she might have been able to handle the situation a little differently with her allies, but she had her own method of trying to figure out what was going on. Unfortunately for her, it resulted in her allies acting in a way that fired up her distrust even further, which she then reflected back upon them. The problem was that in that cycle, she didn't have the numbers to back her up while those who had been her allies did. And at least one of them had motive to use that against her. And that is why Lindsay lost. Look at you putting it all together for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> As always. All right. Well, before we get to our predictions, let me remind everyone that the rules we just discussed, as I had mentioned earlier, are available in the shorter and much more colorful Beautiful. version. Colorful. Uh, 
yes, you can get it as the poster form. You can get it as the T-shirt form. Uh, you can get the checklist version as a T-shirt, as a mug. Uh, as, as So many things. Anything you want. Almost. Um, let's, and, let's not go too extreme. Here. Yeah. Uh, so just go to robhiswebsite.com slash yxlostbeef. Lovely. Yes. Now, predictions. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, guess what? Oh, I was right. You were right, which means you get to go first. And I'm doing exactly what I did last week, and I'm going with my gut. Oh, okay. Just something mm-hmm. about this person makes me feel like they're going home. I'm picking Ellie. Well, that's not much of a pick. I've been picking Ellie for the last week or two. Well, uh, she's my pick now. Listen, I picked Lindsay last week and I was right. I'm picking Ellie this week. So that's my pick. That's and it? That's all you got to say about it? The magic eight ball might have supported my choice. Oh, great. <laughs> my, magic eyeball, my magic eyeball was out of reach. so I But can't. I didn't use the magic eight ball last week. But I decided, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to ask because I was feeling Ellie. I mean, obviously, there is some stuff with Ellie, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I feel like the things that she has done, they keep coming up. Like, no one, yes. no one will let it go. The bag. She went through my bag. Like, it it keeps having a theme, even though it shouldn't. Like, we keep hearing it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, at some point, there has to be a reason why they keep reminding us that Ellie went through Gabler's bag, even though everyone else was present when it happened, mostly, except Sammy. But uh, but I so I feel like that that has to mean something. Otherwise, because we didn't see it at all with Lindsay. Right. We didn't even know that Lindsay went through Geo's bag, but we know that Ellie went through Gabler's bag. Well, actually, Ellie didn't. There was Janine who did. Well, but. right. But but they've blamed Ellie. Right, like exactly. Janine has come out of that unscathed. It's all about Ellie. Yes. So I feel like there has to be a reason why they keep reminding us of that narrative. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. Is that better? Is that a better explanation? Yes, it is. Okay. Because, yeah, it's and it's very similar to what I was going to say. Because yeah, it really yeah, the situation on Baca has not changed since last right. week. Um, we just got that further emphasis. Hey, guess what? Gabler and Ellie aren't getting along. Hey, right. did you notice they're not getting along? Hey, yeah. look at the fire sticks. You know, reminder. Uh, I'm going to make passive aggressive remarks about the way you handled that. You know, um, now. Under normal circumstances, because we also got the Gabler palm frond scene, I would think Gabler's going, but he has his idol. There's no way he's not going to play it. Right. Um, and everyone also keeps revisiting that, too. Right. And and so now I, I believe we saw in the preview something about, I think, Owen getting some sort of power. Mm. So either he finds the beware advantage idol or he gets something from an advantage journey. But unless it's an idle nullifier, I, I don't see how it affects the prediction that Ellie goes. Are you predicting Ellie too? Yeah, I predicted <gasps> her last week. Well, I didn't know you were going to stick with that. Well, yeah, nothing changed. So See, now you're like, I just have to copy off of Jessica. because Oh, she's oh please. You can read my notes. I, well, I mean, you shouldn't be able to, but apparently you can. I can't. Don't let don't let the listeners think that I somehow have access to. Well, I don't know. David Sometimes Bloomberg's you just notes. say things, you know, that come straight off my notes. Know, but so. this is what happens. We've spent how I many know. years together now? Yeah, five and a half. Brains yeah. are melting. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, you poor thing. Um, <laughs> no, you poor thing. Either way. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we only saw what was happening in here. Yeah. Lord have mercy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, um, as far as the other two tribes, um, I, I did say last week that Vessi would do better in challenges. Yay, yay me. Yay. Um, I, I think that. Oh, we'll, look. Oh, okay. We'll give you a. A little check. Yeah, David, you're one eighth right. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I, I think that will continue. If it doesn't, I'm holding to what I said before that Cody will be the one who's in trouble. Um, you know, I, I said last week, we know Noel and Dwight are a duo. That was further emphasized uh, by the information from Lindsay's interviews about mm-hmm. Dwight, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, requesting Baca pick Noel. Uh, right. We know that Qu- Cody and Dwight are still at odds, as we discussed, you know, about Cody throwing Dwight under the bus. Mm-hmm. Jesse's no fool. He's not going to risk a tie vote. So right. if they have to go to tribal council, I think he'll flip on Cody and blindside him so he can't play his idol. There is the slight possibility. Well, I don't know how slight it is. There is the possibility that Jesse will want to stick with Cody and he'll be like, OK, I'm flipping vote Cody and then tells Cody to play as idol and, you know, get rid of mm. Noel that, well, that way. Be, that'd be kind of interesting, right? Yeah. So it really could go either way. I just think he will. I think he'll flip on Cody because he has to know Cody and Dwight don't get along. Right. Interesting. So you got to mm. pick a side there. Right. And sure. you, you might as well pick the one you can control better. Right. Um, as far as uh, Coco, if they have to go right back again, I think that they will revert back to the original quote unquote easy plan of voting out Geo. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. I, I just don't let Cass I don't see Cassidy and James letting Carla do something different again. Right. Mm-hmm. But all those sound end, like fascinating choices. Yes. In the end, like you said, the buildup. Yeah. Awful lot of buildup. Things are getting ready to blow. The yeah. the pressure cooker is heating up. I love it. And it's just you know, I think Ellie's going to be blown out. As long as it's not Owen. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, so winning. Yeah. <laughs> as we wrap up, I want to encourage people to check out the RHAP patron program at robhaswebsite.com slash patron. You can get access to the Survivor Academy podcast, the patron five for five, the, um, early access, live access to mm-hmm. uh, various other Survivor podcasts. And of course, there's the Facebook groups and Discord to keep people occupied with a great community of people. Uh, and again, you get first dibs to live event tickets, which, by the way, Washington, D.C., I understand is now sold out. Uh, so, you know, patrons got the first dibs on those. So go to robhaswebsite.com slash patron or click on the link at robhaswebsite.com slash yxlostfeed. And once you get to the Facebook groups, make sure to say hello. And you should also say hello to us on Twitter. I am at JessicaLewis89. David is at David Bloomberg. You should certainly follow us both. Get all of the tweets throughout the week and also the live tweeting that David has talked about. We do live tweet during the episode, so you should definitely follow us both because sometimes it's a bit of a competition as to who gets a particular tweet out because really we, are not a brain, competition. we are brain melding. It's not really a competition. I always win that. So don't say always. Okay. That's not true. Sorry. 99.9% oh, of the Lord. time I win that. Listen. All right. 
I was going to also suggest that they follow you on TikTok if you want me to finish. So at David underscore Bloomberg, maybe we should ask the Magic 8-Ball. Should people follow you on TikTok? Oh, it better be yes. Because the day Uh, that this is released is my... mm, Reply Hazy. Try again. Yeah, you better try again and get a yes. All right. So should people follow David on TikTok? Let's see. Oh, cannot predict now. Apparently, the Magic 8-Ball is questioning whether or not they should follow you on TikTok. But, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to tell you, you should definitely follow him because the content that this man puts out is not just about TV. Oh, no, no, no. It is also about candy corns. (laughs) Yes, you heard it here first. Candy corns. So please, please follow this man on TikTok because he is putting out TikToks on candy corn. Yes. And the the day that this podcast comes out will be my one year anniversary of when I posted my first TikTok. See? There Um, you are. So the next people is a little hazy, but we're not. Follow. And that that TikTok, of course, was a scene from your season. Mm-hmm. It, it originates that. <laughs> David, you're right. It is the original scene. That that's the first TikTok I put out. I love um, it. So, and as of right now, I am three away from a nice round number of two thousand people following. Ooh, so, all right. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to have that by my you know the end of the day of the one year anniversary. All right, we'll work on that. Um, Let's do this, people. Come on. Yes, David underscore Bloomberg there. Uh, Also, I've been copying over almost all of them to Instagram Mm -hmm. uh, on a delay. Uh, There I am, david.e.bloomberg. I might change that. I'm thinking it's so annoying. I know it is, but I think I'm pretty sure that like David Bloomberg, David underscore Bloomberg, David dot Bloomberg. I think all those were taken. I'm going to check again. This is why you add random numbers at the end of your name. Well, that's annoying, too. How is 89 annoying after just? Well, I mean, you just got to remember it as opposed to, you know, remembering my middle initial. It's just something extra. I know. But the underscore, really, the underscore. Nobody likes the underscore. Sorry. (laughs) I don't know what to tell you. You should have told me that before I created the account. All right. Well, you know what? I don't have underscores in any of my stuff. I just keep adding numbers if it doesn't work. Yes, That's and, why I'm at Jessica Lewis six seven eight nine. Yes, on Instagram. On Instagram. Right. Hey, uh, why so, was six afraid of seven? Because seven eight nine. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> See, you'll always remember it. That's right. <laughs> all right. Well, you should also make sure that uh, you are subscribed to all of our RHAP Survivor podcasts by going again to our YX Lost feed mm-hmm. page. You'll find great content like the Know-It-Alls, the Stockwatch, Survivor International with Shannon, uh, the B&B, and much more. Mm -hmm. Additionally, you know what you could do? You can subscribe to the entire reality TV wrap-ups Everything. At robhasawebsite.com slash wrap-ups feed. That's R-H-A-P-U-P-S feed. Uh, This is the feed for every show on reality TV wrap-ups. I already mentioned the Survivor shows, but this feed will get you a little something for everyone. Survivor shows, uh, dating shows like 90 Day Fiance, Bachelor in Paradise, Married at First Sight. Juicy, uh, delicious. Yes. Uh, the wrestling wrap up, crime scene, mess magnets, uh, the Purple Pants podcast coming in hot twice a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so subscribing is, of course, free. Subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. Yes. And I would like to thank Scott 
for all of the editing that he does, not only on the Why Blank Lost podcast, but also all of the content that you just heard about from the RHAP podcast and or page and all of the, the things that are put out into the universe. So thank you so much, Scott, for all of the editing you do. There's so much. I can't even keep track anymore. Honestly, you t- you tick through that list and I'm like, my word, there are so many podcasts that RHAP is putting out there. So please, you should definitely listen follow watch like subscribe all of that and thank you scott for all of the work that you do making all of that possible and also thank you to will from america for the catchy theme song that you've created for us at the Y blank Gloss podcast thank you very much it's fabulous and david thank you for acknowledging the fact that i was right Yes. I truly appreciate that very much. And you only picked Ellie because you're like, I want to be able to say I'm right too. When Jessica's right, and take I away. picked her last week. Oh, that doesn't matter. Oh, yes, it does. It does you're matter. copying off of me from last week. I am not. I listen, I, I had an intuition like I did last week. Yeah, you heard me say it last week. No. Yeah. I was in my kitchen looking at their pictures, going, who's going to go home? And Ellie. Just being delight. And then I asked the magic eight ball and it reaffirmed my thoughts. Then you asked Gabler, who are you gonna <laughs> who are you gonna vote out? He's like, I gotta get rid of her. She went through yeah. my bag. She went through my bag and she didn't want a palm front. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you also for uh not gloating too much. Um, you know, not gloating more than is appropriate. Oh, um, okay. And uh, uh, so with that, we will maybe next week we will both be right. And then neither of us, you know, it's kind of boring when we both pick. the same. I know it is boring, but you cheated off of me this week. So what do you want? No, no, no. All right. This is how you know that the show isn't edited because I'd have been deleting all these things here. So I know, you know, I will say I'm fascinated that you haven't used any of the technology that you possibly could use on me throughout the podcast. So I appreciate that. Oh, uh, it's coming. I just have. Oh, oh, okay. I I don't know when we'll see. Uh, Yeah. All right. With that. uh, Thank you again, Jessica. And we will see everyone in one week. Bye. Bye. And you're feeling down. David and Jessica will turn it around. They'll break down the rules and they'll show you how You played yourself and got voted out This is why Blank lost And this is why Blank lost Oh baby, this is why Blank lost Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.